Hayley down the back there from that music. Well, how are you all this morning? You're good? Good. Well, I'm good. I got here rather late. I've never <laughs> I made it. I don't know what happened. I mean, I was up early preparing, just go preparing, and I don't know where the time went. But anyway, I made it, and you made it, so that's great. Good to see you all. Well, my message is the curse is reversed. So that's good news. That's really good news. You know, God made everything to be perfect. When he made this, created this world, it was perfect, absolutely perfect. And before the fall, um, there was perfection, beauty, faith abounded, there was love and there was trust, and uh, a wonderful relationship with God, a beautiful relationship going on between Adam and Eve and God. But after the sin, they, when they sin, the first thing we see is fear. You know, when God came into the garden, he, as his custom was, he would come in the cool of the evening and he would walk and talk with Adam. And uh, they've been doing that for a long time. We don't have a timeline. They don't say how long, but I, I would imagine it was a long time that it carried on like that. And uh, anyway, this time God came in and Adam and Eve hid. And God calls out, Adam, where are you? Well, God's not stupid. <laughs> he knows where he is, but he wants Adam to locate himself. And God, he knows everything that's gone by, and he knows that the glory within will have left. And um, so Adam says, where are, God, God says, where are you, Adam? And Adam had to acknowledge his sin and be prepared for the consequences. Absolutely. So Adam replied, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And notice he said, I was afraid. And that's how fear came in through sin. So fear is a direct result of the fall. It's the opposite of faith. The believers should not walk in fear. We should be fearless, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, he was naked because when he sinned, the glory of God that was in him and shone through him went, it left. What a great fall that was, to be filled with the glory of God, be clothed in the glory. How amazing, be clothed in that glory. And through sin, suddenly, there you are, and you see yourself in the worst state. Anyway, he said, I was afraid. And he had been created fearless. He was fearless, but sin allowed fear into the world. There was no fear before that moment. So as new creations in Christ Jesus, we should be living a fearless life. And I don't believe we are. But we should be living a fearless life. There should be nothing that puts fear in us. We should not be scared about anything. We should not be anxious about anything. Doesn't the word say that? Be anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer and thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And so you and I should be fearless. There should be not one ounce of fear in us. So Satan controls the whole world through fear. Absolutely. Fear and deception are the two main things he rules us with. And people give themselves over to Satan 
because they refuse the offer of salvation in Jesus Christ, which would cleanse them from all sin and fill their spirits with God and enlighten the life of Almighty God. But we as believers also give ourselves over to fear. So today, I want to say that this world is at war. Have you noticed it? If not, you're asleep. <laughs> it's not as obvious as World War I and World War II, but it is just as dangerous. Maybe more dangerous, because you don't always know who your enemy is. So it's a war between good and evil, light and darkness, truth and lies, faith and fear. It's a war between those who are controlled by Satan and his agenda for this earth and against those who stand for truth. It involves governments, news media, global companies, and individuals who deny the power of God and the need of salvation through Jesus Christ. So every country in the world is in one way or another fighting this war. Now, I've sort of been harping on this for a little while, but you'll catch it <laughs> if you haven't already caught it. Because this is such a critical time on earth right now. And what, we're ha what is happening in this world right now is causing great fear in the lives of people, many, many people. And sadly, even in the body of Christ, we should be standing out. We should be the fearless ones. People should say, Why? What's, how are you different? I've got no fear because God is in me, God is for me, God is not against me, he's fighting for me. So anyway, so this, this is Satan's plan. What is happening right now is definitely Satan's plan. It's not God's plan. And we need to stand up for truth and stand up for righteousness and stand up for justice and stand up for freedom. If we don't do it, who will make the difference? Who will do it? You know, who will do it? If we can't do it, who else will stand up for what is right and what is just and our freedom? Our freedom. And I don't know whether you know it, your freedom has been challenged right now in many, many ways. Many ways. More laws are, are sitting on the table waiting to be passed. And they've been pushed through in the quiet of the night. And so the next thing will be we'll have no freedom of speech, and I might have shared this before, but I know there's even other things that are sitting there waiting. So I just wanted to stir you up, guys. Let's get stirred up, because if we can't make a noise, who can? Who's going to stand up for what is right? Amen? We've got to do it. We've got to, you know, Satan wants the body of Christ full of fear because he control us, can control us through fear. That's the only way he can control us, through fear put fear on us and cause us to doubt and cause us to no longer believe the way we did. You know, so fear gives him the right to attack us. If he senses, gets a sniff of that we have catching onto that fear, he'll go for us, absolutely. So it, fear will make you weak and vulnerable to deception. So God told Adam that because he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the earth was now cursed. The curse came on at that very moment. And the curse remains to this very day. Sickness, disease, torment, depression, oppression, 
poverty, anxiety, fear, failure, hate, anger, violence, murder, goes on and on, on and on. They are all part of the curse that came in at the, when, at the fall of Adam. And it's operating on the earth today. And God said to Adam, cursed is the ground because of what you have done. And he said, you'll have to toil all the days of your life. Isn't it like that sometimes? It seems just to make enough. We're toiling, we're toiling just to get by. But it shouldn't be like that. And I know there is coming a great turning. So there is hope in this message. It's not all doom and gloom and leave you with just doom and gloom. But it can be, it looks a bit doom and gloom right now in many, if we look at things too much. So Jesus, he came to this earth in the form of a baby, as you all know. He grew and lived a sinless life. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Absolutely. He was against everything of the enemy. He hated all of Satan's work. And we should too. We should hate all of his works. We should hate things with a vengeance. Not people. We should hate things and circumstances and things that are happening. But he, sh he shared truth to those who would listen. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, on the night before his crucifixion, he drank of the cup of sin and iniquity for all of mankind. It says, he who knew no sin was made sin for us. He was on that cross as sin because he drank of that cup. He suffered on that cross. He went into hell for three days and nights. He rose from the dead victorious, having spoiled principalities and powers, all of them. He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them through the cross. So he, he and we know he took the keys of hell, death, and the grave off Satan. He took all of Satan's authority, which Adam had given to him. And uh, he did this for the purpose of reversing the curse that is upon the earth and that has fallen upon mankind. Jesus gives all those who believe authority over all the power of the enemy. Every one of you who have made Jesus Christ your Lord, you have the authority over the enemy, over darkness. He should not be pushing you around. Fear should not be pushing you around. Fear is a spirit. Fear is not just a feeling, but it affects how you feel. Fear is a spirit. And we have dominion over that. And we should say, I refuse to fear. Get out fear. You know, I will, I will be anxious for nothing. I command you to go in the name of Jesus. I'm a child of the living God. Talk yourself up. I'm the child of the most high God. I've been bought for a price. I'm not my own. I belong to him. I don't belong to you, darkness. I don't belong to sin. I don't belong to fear. I don't belong to torment. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. Funny. Things look funny when you've got your computer. Things will suddenly try and pop down. Okay, so what I'm saying, Jesus came for the reason to reverse the curse that came upon mankind at the fall. See, now we are the head and not the tail. We're above only and not beneath. He, and uh, anyway, so we've got to believe by faith. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, oh, uh, how many are in Christ? Yep, whoops, <laughs> that's great. You are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are, have become new. And all things are of God. 
You know, there should be no darkness in our lives. Not at all. Not one scrap of darkness. And it says in verse 18, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. To reconcile, it means to bring peace, make peace between God and mankind. Sin separates us from God. But as believers, we have this ministry to bring peace or reconciliation between the people you meet and God through Jesus Christ. And this ministry requires boldness, uh, not fear nor timidity. This is a ministry which is prepared to push back darkness and reveal God's goodness, power and life to the people of New Zealand. Amen? And to, yeah, the whole nation needs to hear about this. It says in 2 Corinthians uh, 5.21, did I read this one? I don't think so. He who knew no things, he who knew no sin was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God. Jesus knew no sin, but he was made sin. He just didn't carry sin. They, he, but when he drank that cup, he was made sin for us, which is uh, it's horrific to think about that that we might be made the righteousness of God. So you are righteous. You're made right with God. You can stand before God without any sense of guilt or shame because of the blood of Jesus, what Jesus Christ has done for you. In 2 Corinthians 6.18, it says, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Almighty God. He wants to be our father. Isn't that awesome? He wants to be your father. That's how, if you've never had a, known your father, or maybe you've had a horrible father, God is the best father anywhere. You couldn't get better than God, and he wants to be a father to each and every one of us. So, okay. So the only way Satan can control us is through deception. And getting us to believe his lies and to fill us with fear. Deception, lies, fear. In Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Well, Jesus hung on the tree of Calvary. And now the curse on this earth should have no part in the lives of the believers, born-again believers. The curse is reversed through Jesus Christ. The curse has been reversed. Amen? Let's say it. The curse has been reversed. Separation from God has been reversed through the blood of Jesus Christ, which brings reconciliation, peace between us and God. Deuteronomy 28 talks about all the curses that, this, that came upon the earth through the fall. And it also talks about the blessings God has for his people. He said, if you would obey me, these are the blessings that will come upon you. So the curse, now we're redeemed from the curse. I want you to remember that. The curse lists many different types, heaps of sicknesses and diseases, crop failures, lack, poverty, debt, violence, destruction, all of these things. And God makes it very clear in verse 61. And also he said, every sickness and every plague or pandemic, which is not written in the book of this law, they are, he said, they're all part of the curse. 
even that. He covered everything to the end of time in case suddenly a new thing pops up. It's covered, absolutely covered. They're all part of the cursed, cursed, but Christ has redeemed us from the curse. He has reversed the curse. So the curse involves every virus, every epidemic, every pandemic that may appear on the earth, and it, which is supposedly rampaging now, uh, but are all counted as part of the curse. But the good news is, Christ has redeemed us from the curse. So we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear these things. You know, Jesus paid the price with his life to reverse the curse for us and free us from all the evil consequences that came into this world through sin. And today, there's so many people are fearful what has come upon the earth. Right now, if you think about it, aren't they? You know, I, I see people exercising with a mask on, riding bikes with a mask. I thought, what are you doing? That's the worst thing you could do for yourself. That is a good way to get sick. You, you need oxygen in your lungs, don't you? Anyway, but I don't, that's, I mean, it's their business, but I do look at them and I think, no, that's crazy doing that. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> well, yeah, it could be another word, perhaps, yeah. Okay, so too many are just so fearful. And I just want to say, if you're fearful, I want to get rid of it today. I want us to be bold. I want us to know who we are in Christ, what Christ has done for us. We don't have to fear the devil. We don't have to fear him at all. Okay, so in verse 2 of, of um, Deuteronomy 28, it says, And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. So as believers, the blessings are supposed to overtake us. They should overtake us. He says, blessed, you'll be, be blessed in the city, blessed in the, in the country. You should, in verse 4, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, that's your children, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds. Well, not many of us have herds, but we have jobs, you know. So then they might have had herds to make their finances, but we have jobs. So, you know, we should be blessed in our work and blessed in our businesses. Our businesses should be blessed if you're a child of the living God. So we should be blessed however we make an income. In verse 6, it goes on to say, blessed shall be you, you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. So that's going out, coming in, you're blessed. You should be confessing these things. Tell you what, you know, I'm blessed coming in, I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the country. I'm blessed wherever I am. And it says, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> they shall come against you one way and flee seven ways. So God is going to scatter the enemy. He's going to scatter the enemy. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. Talking about your finances. And in all to which you set your hand to, unto. Isn't that amazing? He will bless you in all that you set your hand to. We should be confessing this. If things are going a bit funny and a bit wrong, Father, you promised, you said in your word, I'm redeemed from the curse. And the blessing says that I'm blessed in all I set my hand to. And I'm blessed in my storehouses. And I'm blessed in the land which he's given us. We're in this land. We're blessed in this land. And God is going to bless this land mightily. It's coming. 
Okay, verse 13. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. I'd rather be a head than the tail. <laughs> you shall be above only and not beneath. You shouldn't be under Satan's feet. We shouldn't be under fear. We shouldn't be under uh, torment and oppression and all these things. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and be careful to observe them. See, Jesus came to fulfill the law. You know, everything is yes and amen in him. And so we don't have to go around fulfilling the law like they did back, way back then because the law has been filled in Jesus Christ. God gave the law so that people would recognize sin. You know, if they don't know what sin is, they don't know, do they? But he wanted them to see that they needed a saviour because of the fall of man. Without God's help, they had to have no power to overcome sin. So and that's why God brought in the Old Testament. He brought in animal sacrifices to cover people's sins. And it was always a temporary thing. It, but it could never change the heart of men. Uh, but Jesus, as I said, he fulfilled the law when he died on the cross so that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He made us new creations, brand new creations in Christ, free from sin, free from condemnation, to walk in all the blessings of God. Isn't that awesome? He wants us to walk in all the blessings. He doesn't want us living under the curse. And, you know, the only thing that would prevent a believer in Jesus Christ walking in the blessings would be doubt, unbelief, or fear. Or it could be people are out willfully sinning against God. You know, God want, people want God to bless them even when they're holding on to unforgiveness and bitterness and offence. Well, you know, remember when Jesus said, when you bring your gift to the altar, if you have anything against anyone, leave your gift and go away and get it right with that person. Then come back and present your gift. So that's what we need to do. We need to, if we've got any offence, leave it. To say, Lord, I hand that over the offence to you. I hand over unforgiveness or bitterness to you. We cannot carry that and live in the blessings. You know, the Lord's Prayer says, forgive us our sins as we forgive others who sin against us. We've got to forgive those who sin against us if we want to be living this sort of life. So Jesus became a curse. Why? so that we wouldn't have to live under the curse. We live in the blessings. We must be people of faith, and we need to stop meditating on the devil's lies. Stop repeating his lies. Don't talk about his lies. You've got to rise up in who you are in Christ and take hold of what he's done for you on the cross. Jesus said after his resurrection, all authority is given to me both in heaven and on earth. Now you go. You go in my authority into all the world. You go. You're fearless ones. You're fearless. Say, I'm fearless. Oh, that's a bit useless. <laughs> Say, I'm fearless. I'm fearless. That's much better. <laughs> okay. And he said, go make disciples of all nations. All nations. That's interesting, isn't it? So we're going to make disciples of this nation. This nation is set apart for God, as I keep reminding you and reminding myself, and I remind the devil, I tell him, I tell him, <laughs> as you know. Okay, 
So he said, Jesus said, in my name you will speak in new tongues, you will heal the sick, you will cast out devils. How many devils have you cast out lately? A few. <laughs> a few. Yes. And we need to cast them out of this nation, I tell you what. So it is your responsibility to guard your homes and evict darkness out of them. And if you've allowed, that's if you've allowed it access. You know, just every so often I like to just make sure, because, you know, sometimes I, I very rarely have the TV on now. Only I watch Country Calendar, my one, <laughs> one thing I've watched since I was a little girl. I still watch it, and, uh, which wasn't very long ago, really. But anyway, <laughs> but um, I don't know what I was going to say then, you see. got distracted. Yeah, yeah, I did. I don't know why I said that. Did I cast out? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because sometimes you can walk away from the TV and you don't know what could come on while you're not there and something, you know, that you would never sit there and watch. And, you know, you do know that a screen is a portal, you know, to the spirit realm and things can come in into your home. And I don't want anything dark in my home. So just now and then I might just open my door and I say, if there's any darkness in the home, I evict you now in Jesus' name. Get out. <laughs> That's a good thing to do. Do that. You know, every so often open your door. I like to actually, you could just do it without. I suppose I can just go through the wall. I don't know. But I like the action of opening the door in the name of Jesus. If there's any, I speak to any darkness that's gone in here in the name of Jesus, you evict you right now in Jesus' name. If you're going into a new home, you know, some people, other people will have been living in it, do it. Make sure you do that because you don't know what they've left behind. And it's probably not a gift for you. So anyway. <laughs> so it's our responsibility to guard our homes. Absolutely it is. And, and just make sure of that. So we also need to evict demonic forces controlling government, education, news media, courts, wherever else. God's just going to be showing me more and more things where they are, which you wouldn't think they would be. So there they are. They are there. And we need to evict the demonic entities controlling these areas. These are important areas because it will affect how we can live because they want to take away all our freedoms. They're scared of us. They're scared of the body of Christ. They don't want us to be strong. They want to keep us weak because Satan hates us. He does. But God loves us. And I'd rather have God loving me than Satan thinking I'm okay, you know, I would, I'm glad. If he hates me, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, because then you're a threat. It means you're a threat. You should be a threat to Satan in this kingdom. Absolutely. So we should be the boldest and most fearless group on the earth because we have authority and power over all the power of the enemy. We've been made righteous with Jesus' righteousness. We have right standing with the Father. And as I said, Jesus reversed the curse over the human race but to experience freedom, first they have to receive salvation for themselves. So that's how it works. Okay, then. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why I use my computer. It's sort of easier with pages, but anyway, because then I have to think, okay, did I move that up? That's why I'm stopping now and then. So we're no longer... We no longer should be slaves to Satan's control, to his fear-mongering, to his plots and to his schemes. We, nothing, as I said, nothing shall by any means hurt you as a believer, as a child of the living God. Nothing of the enemy shall by any means hurt you. The blessings are yours. 
you're free from the curse, free from fear, so you can prosper spirit, soul, and body. You know, if you're not prospering in your soul, you know, that you've got problems. You know, we need to be able to prosper in our soul. It's, it's almost, when you're not prospering in your soul, it's worse than a physical ailment. So we need to prosper in our spirit, soul, body. And that's what God wants for us, to prosper in, in all of those areas in our lives. So we need to trust our God totally. We need to be fearless and, uh, and bold. You know, I just thought, what if there was a food shortage? How would I feel about that? What if, what if I hadn't gone down to the shops and there, suddenly there's a food, food shortage? What would I do? You know, what would you do? Would you be fearful? Good. Some of you said the right thing. <laughs> it would be easy to be a bit ner- you know, nervous. Think, oh, you know. Well, um, it depends how long there would be a food shortage. I mean, if it was 10 days, I said to Para, I said, oh, well, we'll just have to fast for 10 days. That'll be fine. <laughs> I can't sure. I'm sure I can handle that. If Jesus did 40 days, we should be able to handle 10, shouldn't we? Okay. So um, we need to think about things like this because we've got to be fear-free. If there's a threat of that, how would we react? Think about it now just in case. How would I react? Well, one, I'll try and I'll just have a few extra things around just in case. That's all right. That's a good thing to do. But if it took you by surprise, we need to trust God because our God will provide. He provides all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's how God is. He's a good God. Jesus multiplied the little boy's lunch, fed 5,000. Well, that's amazing. So if you've just got enough food for lunch, that's good. Pray over it. (laughs) And then you'll have enough to feed the whole neighborhood. There you go. Well, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that show up who we are in Christ Jesus? Wouldn't that be amazing? I tell you what, it's nothing to say this isn't going to happen one day. Because, you know, this is the days of the greater works of Jesus. There is, these are the greater days. We're going to see great things happening. Amazing signs, wonders, and gifts are going to be obvious. So grab a hold of scriptures that will defeat spirits of fear. Do not succumb to spirits of fear. Do all you can in the natural and the spiritual realm. God is watching his word to perform it. He's watching his word. He's not just watching the word sitting in your Bible. He's watching the word in your mouth and in your life so he can perform that on your behalf. Amen? It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's not just good enough to have your Bible all shut up. You know, you need to have it in your heart so it will come out your mouth when you get squeezed. You've got to make sure that the word of God's going to come out in your mouth because God is watching over it to perform it on our behalf. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. He's Jehovah Sitkenui, the Lord God, our righteousness. He's Jehovah Nissi, our banner of victory. Hallelujah. He's everything that we need. Jesus said himself, fear not, little flock. It's your Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. And that the kingdom is resourced by God himself. Philippians 4.19 says, My God and my God shall supply your every need according to his riches, not your riches, his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Well, I know God's not poor. 
He lines the streets with gold. Though he's not poor, so my God shall supply your, our every need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. It says in Philippians, Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. Nothing means nothing, okay? Nothing means nothing. Oh, but you don't know what I'm, you know, going through. Nothing means nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything you've got to do something. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, so you present to God what you have need of, and then you, with thanksgiving, you thank him because you have the answer, because he heard you when you prayed. And then, you know, so if God's heard it, he says, it's yours, you say thank you. Okay? So it will come. It will manifest. And that's where most people miss it. They forget to thank him. It's with thanksgiving. So you can't just say, God, I, you know, I, I pray for this. And then you don't keep thanking God. Lord, I thank you that that's coming. That's coming. You're changing things. Father, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you. So don't forget to thank God. If you're asking him for something, then thank him that the answer's on its way. Okay. Uh, and verse 7, And the peace of God... Uh, which means soundness, wholeness, sense, and a sense of well-being will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's a good scripture. You should know that one off by heart. Philippians 4, 6 to verse 7. So, as I said, how many times this week have you been anxious about something? Did you get anxious this week? Was anyone not anxious this week? <laughs> See, so we've probably all been anxious at one point in time <laughs> this week. I know there was a point then I started to get anxious about things. No, I thought, this is not right. We shouldn't be anxious. That's just what Satan wants, is us to get anxious and to be fearful about things. But we're not to, we don't fear. In, in spite of what's going on around us, God is with us. He's with me, he's for me. He's working for me. I have nothing to fear. That's what we need to say. Never respond to fear. Never respond to it. Don't let it push you to do something you will regret. You know, fear has been pumped out in the atmosphere of this nation through words. Absolutely. You know, when people are swayed to believe fear-filled messages, which they hear on the TV or radio or by other means, then that is dangerous and that is demonic. Absolutely. You know, that happened in Israel. It says, the armies of Israel, they'd come out and they were fighting against the Philistine armies and they were losing. These are children, covenant children of the Most High God who says, you know, he'll fight on their behalf. <clears throat> but they'd become full of fear and full of doubt and full of unbelief. And Goliath was in their face. He was the giant. He used fear to weaken and destroy the Israelite armies of any faith and of any confidence, until they believed Goliath's lies instead of believing God's covenant promises. And I just see that happening in this nation. There's the same spirit of Goliath in New Zealand and in other countries of the world today. And they're daring to challenge the living God and those who are standing for righteousness and justice and truth. Amen? Goliath. Daily Goliath appears on TV and releases word curses to put fear in the hearts of the people. I hope you know what I'm saying because I can't spell it out properly. 
It's, it's the same spirit, spirit of Goliath. Standing up, releasing, doesn't need to, this doesn't even need to happen every day. We don't need it. It doesn't need to happen, does it? Every day, at a certain time, these words come out, and they are curses. And Satan wants the, this nation to believe the curses so he can make it come to pass. That's how serious this is. That's why I've shut my TV off. I wish you would. Anyway, it's up to you. Oh, you have? Oh, you haven't got TV at the moment. I've <laughs> got no power. <laughs> oh, there you go. You can watch good programs. Watch Country Calendar. That's a good one. <laughs> you can't, you can't, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with that. So this, this really bugs me big time. It really does, as you can tell. What they're doing, they want to intimidate and control us. When people are in, are in fear, they're easy to control. They'll do what they're told. I say to you, stop being fearful. Don't receive those words. Reject them and break their power in Jesus' name. Fear is not for good. It's not for our good. And we know when we see that, we need to just break it, say, I, you know, if I was watching, and this is what I do, and in the end I stopped it because I'm yelling at the screen. <laughs> but... You know, I say, I, well, I disagree. I do not believe in that. That's what I'm saying. I, oh, be quiet. I use that shh. I usually say shh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go along with that. I don't receive that. But, you know, we need to do that because these wo- you know, words form an atmosphere over, a, over your home, over your life, over a nation. And every day, pretty much, we've got this happening it's like Goliath, the spirit of Goliath is standing there putting fear, 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 fear into the people. You must do this, you must do this, you must do this. There's no freedom. There's no choice. That's what is coming. This is what they're trying to do. It's got to stop. And who's going to stop it? We are. We are. <laughs> the body of Christ through prayer. We want freedom. We want justice. We want healing for our nation. Amen? Oh, here I go again. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so beware of those who peddle fear. Beware of being driven to do something you wish you didn't. All right, let me just get to finish this now. We're going to do communion too. Uh, I mentioned that, that God is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. He's Jehovah Jireh, your provider, as I said. He's the one who will fight for you. And didn't Jesus himself, he was the one who defeated sin and sickness and disease and torment and all that stuff on the cross for us. It says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins, which we have, might live unto righteousness. By whose stripes or the wounds that Jesus had, you were healed. Past tense. And we need to claim that. Father, your word says... You know, that through, by the stripes on Jesus' back, I was healed. If I was healed, I am healed. So we need to get the word in our mouths, get faith in our hearts and the word in our mouth and start declaring these things. Absolutely. Let me just finish with these scriptures. 2 Timothy 2.7, write them down so you can get them in your heart. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Psalm 91 verse 3, surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Verse, that was verse 3. 
Verse 9, Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. So you need to make him your Lord and make him your refuge. Father, you're my refuge. You're the Most High. Um, even your Most High. He's my dwelling place. And no evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. Isn't that a good one? You should be confessing. This is a good time to be confessing these scriptures. And then I like this one. It's in Proverbs. A merry heart does good like a medicine. Go and have a good laugh. Go and have, you know, just go have some fun. Go have some laughs. Yes, sometimes I, um, <clears throat> just before bed, uh, I'm looking at something and then, do you remember Carol Burnett? She used to be really hilarious. <laughs> And then they have these little short clips of their funny, the, boop, the bloopers, you know, when they, and they just can't control. And then in the end, a heart, some of them are lying on the floor laughing. It's so funny. So I'm just in bed and I'm cracking up laughing about this. So a merry heart does good like a medicine. So go have some fun. Don't, be all, don't let the enemy put this pressure on us. It's, it's like this pressure on people, concern, anxiety, fear, and all that stuff. Let's just be free. Because God is, he's working for us, he's on our side. And so we're going to take communion now. Oh, I wanted to do something. I just wanted to do, can we just sort of stand and just say, make a declaration here? We're just going to do a bit of loosing and what have you. This is a good thing to do. You know, you should do it often. So let's just say, so say this after me, I'll lead you in this. Father God, as an act of my will, I loose from my soul all fear, all anxieties, doubts, and unbelief. I loose all fear of sickness and viruses. I loose from my soul all deception, every lie of the enemy, in Jesus' name. I loose from my soul all negative, fear-filled words that I have spoken or others have spoken to me in the name of Jesus. I bind to my soul life, healing, freedom, justice, peace and wholeness. I declare that I will only speak words of faith, life, joy, health, peace, and abundance. I will no longer listen to the enemy's lies. In Jesus' name, amen. Does that make you feel better? Makes me feel better. I, you know, I, I, I often do that. Just lose, I just lose that from my soul. I don't, you know, and, and God will do that. Just go, and then you feel so much better. It's totally. So we're going to have communion now, and uh, this is a, a sacred act of faith. Actually, this is awesome. Uh, we demonstrate the the death and the the life and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and the covenant that we have through Him. We have faith in the blood that was shed for us and which cleanses us from all unrighteousness.
so that we might become right, the righteousness of God in him. And so when we take the bread, what we are doing, we're, t- we're eating the body. It's like the body of Jesus Christ, it says, which was broken for us. So we could be made whole, spirit, soul, and body. And then we'll take the cup, and that's Jesus' blood shed for us, which settles the covenant we have with Almighty God. You know, it says in Isaiah 53 and 4 and 5, surely he's borne our griefs, literally that means sicknesses, and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. You know, in that he's, he's dealt with the spirit, the soul, and the body. Bruised for our iniquities was for our spirit. The chastisement of peace is for our soul, and by his stripes we are healed physical. So he paid the full price for the whole man, spirit, soul, and body. He left nothing out. It's a complete covenant. It's an awesome covenant we have with Almighty God. So when you take this, when you take this bread, you know, when you take the, we'll come and get it, and then when you go back, when the singing, I want you to take it, and maybe if you've got a little family, your family around you, just say, look, we're, we're receiving this as part of the covenant. This is covenant. This is a covenant we are recognizing and remembering. And we're taking the body of Jesus Christ broken for us. And we're taking the cup, remembering the whole covenant, the blood that was shed to ratify this covenant we have with Almighty God. So, Father, I just pray for these emblems right now. Father, I pray the anointing is upon them, Father God. The blessing is upon them. And as everyone comes forward, Father God, I thank you that your blessing and anointing will be upon them, Father. And we thank you for healing and wholeness for everybody, everyone here, every family represented here. There be healing and wholeness and deliverance and freedom, Father God, for every family because that is their right as covenant-bought children of God. They have a right to these things. And so we are putting a demand on the covenant, Father, and I know you're happy about that. So I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you'd like to come forward... And you could just take it in your, when you go back, you could just take it.